0: To quarantine. Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Huzzah! Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and uh, this guy.
1: Hey, it's me, the undercover guy stealing all the votes in Nevada, Jason Smith. Oh, we're the pod that tells you all about the shows we love and we want you to love.
0: Yep, and we talk all about the streaming wars, what to stream, and where to stream it.
1: So, Cliff, besides CNN, which I know you're hooked on, nothing but the news, MSNBC, Mm -hmm. all that shit. What are you watching today? (laughs)
0: I'll tell
1: you. Well, first of all, Lion Eyes yeah <laughs> okay real quick i want to call you out just for a second because this is today's roast battle day so i want to call out cliff dwarfman just a little bit a uh, little bit i call you an hour ago because you, you called me and i wanted to call you back and you're like hey man um i'm just working out what's up and i'm like hey call me back but in the background you're like you're breathing heavy but it's like in the background I'm, there's workout music on it's like Ain't no way to hide your lion eyes. Yeah, like, listen to the like you're breathing heavy. You're breathing heavy like I'm hitting you're the working bag. out to Pantera, and all I'm hearing is <laughs> lion eyes, lion eyes.
0: You sounding good today. You yeah, sound yeah, good today. Yeah. Listen, the Eagles is the jam. And let me tell you something. The Eagles makes me think of, like, the like 12th grade. You know, I'm thinking about, like, my uh, my first girlfriend that I ever had. Like, I'm like, oh, let me hit the bam. <laughs> like, nice hook. <laughs> like, oh, like, bob and weave. Oh, that fucking guy with the really? bam. <laughs> really? That you, you could actually box to that
1: music? Because I don't think I could do anything to that l- music. L- I couldn't Listen. even... I couldn't jerk off to that music. I could... Like The fact that you don't like the Eagles says a lot
0: about you as a human.
1: I think that the th- it says that I'm a normal... Human man. Normal
0: human being nobody likes the eagles. No, I don't think so. You're absolutely wrong. (laughs) You're absolutely wrong. (laughs) Slower, please. Okay. Nancy needs us to go slower. Eagles porn. I'd like to know if everybody likes the Eagles. Nobody does. Everybody likes the Eagles. Dude, you're un-American. you don't like the Eagles.
1: That's fine. That's fine. I, um, I'm wearing a red, white, and blue shirt. I've been told that many times over the course. You're (laughs) anti-American
0: for not liking the Eagles. I mean, this is the thing. Uh, Wait, the dude had a rough night (laughs) and I hate the fucking Eagles, man, says Bryce. Well, says the dude. (laughs) Quote. Listen, the Eagles are amazing. How about this? I've seen them live. I saw the reunion live the first time they did it. I had to sneak in to the private concert. Oh, what did your mom say? Linda says, Anyone with a musical taste loves the Eagles. Yes. Thank you, Linda. They're some of the best songwriting and performing and harmonies in the world. This guy with his uh, faux What hat is yeah. that you're wearing? It's very dumb political. My dumb people town bu- dumb people poli- hat. Political
1: hats here. Dumb people town. Anything with
0: a T in it, I don't think we can.
1: Uh, no, we, we, t- we can wear it. It's town. I don't think you
0: can wear Never. anything with a T in That's it.
1: That's a T, <laughs> which rhymes with P. <laughs> Which is the middle of Dump People Town. It's Lebowski. Do you
0: right. know what Cockney, uh, would, what it means? And if I say to you in Cockney, I'm going to go take a Donald.
1: Yep. it's a bit Because it Donald, it's Donald Trump rhymes with dump.
0: Yep, But this is long before he was president. Yep. Oh, yeah. he has been I, Cockney I for 30 years. It was 40 years. He's been a dump. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's an interesting thing. That's not politics. That's just uh, that's linguistics.
1: Just well, linguistics. Linguistics. Well, speaking of, we have an yeah. awesome guest today.
0: Well, that's why I got into linguistics. Because linguistics. without it... You can't do what this guy does. Like it's natural. He's like Eminem without the music. It's like you can't do. This. this is an art form. The roast battle. No.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say so. Absolutely. There's people that are great at it. It's definitely something that uh, only you know. And he's what's what I love about him is he's one of the. <laughs> I don't know why my mom put this up here. Maybe it's because somebody needs to roast me. But first concert I ever went to, ever was MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice, and my mom took me and my friend there because we we're like in the. Fifth or sixth grade. Uh, maybe maybe older than that, but I don't want to acknowledge that. And you're but, uh,
0: commenting on my music taste. I was the first Thank concert you, I ever Linda. went to. I Without couldn't any further ado, my dad took me to. Uh, I'm going to let, I'm gonna let Mr. Too. Moses. Take care of this for me. All right, that's fine. Okay, without this, because I don't think we can waste any more time oh, talking yeah. trash to each other when we have the king of trash talking, the creator of the roast battle, the man who is overseeing the Comedy Store Network podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, let's just get him on, Brian Moses. Yeah.
1: Hey. Yeah. What's up? You have to do everything in reverse. It's not like TikTok. Everything comes up normal. <laughs> you have to remember it's like yeah, it. yeah. I love it. I love the shirt too. You got like the the, the comedy oh,
2: store shirt branding right
0: now. Yeah. yeah, there's a man who understands synergy.
2: I need a mask up on the or where, where are we got. There we go. <laughs> I got everything. I'm ready. How are
0: we? What's that happening? Brian.
1: I just want to show you this. I was looking at stuff today, uh uh Brian and I found this picture of you um just from like 5 oh. years ago and I, it just was cracking me up today. Uh Cause, because it, hey. it looks like you just got done, just left a party in 1992 from DJ Quick's house. I that's love like,
2: it. Yeah, that's like the, uh, how did you know? That? Yeah, my identification <laughs> that day, that time. I hadn't, seen that you, I hadn't seen you like that. I I've always known you uh, afro free. Yeah, I was uh, I was going through my ugly phase. I'm not saying that <laughs> I have I haven't exited it, but. Yeah, I was uh, definitely going through uh, a crazy. I don't care, long hair, don't care, man. Uh, it was you know, I was liberal back then. Now, Tell me about it. This is this is this is all going to come back to haunt me when I actually
1: turn fifty. I like. I already look sixty five right now. <laughs> like when I finally shave all this off, they're
2: going to look for pictures and go, "Oh yeah." <laughs> yeah I'm a veteran of Los Angeles. It so ages you, exactly. Just, just being here.
0: You know? Hey, Brian. 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 You look, like the Eagles? I like the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. What, the band, the original thing? Well, no, 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 not the, not the animal. Not the, not the bird. Okay. I mean, the I
2: love the eagle. Uh, <laughs> the, are the eagles. Greatest, one of the greatest classic rock bands of all time.
0: Thank you. Uh-huh. Jason hates the eagles. What can you uh, say about that? Uh, Jason. Yeah.
2: Who do you like? All right, so who, who, are your, who are your top five bands, Jason? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we got to throw this out there?
1: Let's do it. Uh, Neutral Milk Hotel, The Smiths, uh, probably Run DMC, um, I mean, shit, I don't know, this is so tough
0: to do. How do you not like the Eagles? The Eagles are not even close. Guns N'
1: Roses is in there, um, yeah, and probably, uh, Jay-Z. Where are you born? Reno. Reno, oh yeah, yeah. You don't
2: live in Hotel California? I mean, I'm, I'm a black guy, I mean, I go to the fact that you don't like them your, your top five makes me question if you're even from this country. <laughs>
0: See,
2: I said American. he's un-American. I've never been an Eagles fan. I've just never, it's never been
1: my thing.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. Not, you're not going to live this down. It's not, no, no. it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. Brian, you know thank okay. you for being here.
2: I'm actually here. impressed. Yeah, I'm like, wow, really? All right, That's, that's actually kind of cool. That's actually way p- more punk rock. <laughs> but
0: yeah. That he hates the Eagles.
2: Yeah. yeah right. this actually, though. Yeah, it makes sense.
0: I think it's a dividing thing, the Eagles. That's all I'm going to say. Brian, thank you for being here. Seriously, I'm very, I've am very i been very excited about this all day. Um, I, I, I want to okay, start off.
2: Come on, you're on brand. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> am I getting too political? Sorry. No no, 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 no. You I do you. Hang I, out, swing in my chair.
0: <laughs> Listen, you do you, just be you. I want to know, first of all, how you come up with doing, you know, the Rose Battle, because this is something now that's been, you know, it's almost like a brand. Right. I mean, literally like everyone does their take on it, but how this comes up and how the inception of this happens. And I'd really be interested to know.
2: Yeah. It's, it's kind of in the universal lexicon now. Like everybody's kind of using roast battles. Like, Oh, we're going to, you know, battle each other. We're going to roast each other. I like what you said without the music. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'll be, it it came organically in an open mic. I was running at the comedy store here about seven years ago and, uh, an employee and a newer comic, who happened to be underage, we didn't know. So the employee was drunk, he was off work, he was like, hey, that kid can't be in your in your room right now. And then uh the kid was like, Well, I turn, yeah, I turn 21 next week and I'll come back and beat your ass. So <laughs> the room was like, Yes, we wanna see that. And uh yeah, I was kinda into it too. Like, yeah, you guys should slap box. And then uh they just cameras at the comedy store because you know, they just got into draconian rule in 2013. Uh <laughs> And then, yeah, I said, you know what? Maybe I just got this mic. I don't want to lose it for because you guys, you idiots are fighting. Uh, how about you guys talk trash to each other? And then all of us will score it like a boxing match. So, really, it was like a community effort about, you know, who created it. It was, they were going to do this. So, really, it was just about how to curate them fighting. And so, really, there's just so much animosity and competitiveness in show business, especially in the stand-up comedy genre. It was sure so. <laughs> a show that happens every week. It still happens during the pandemic. It's, nobody doesn't want to talk shit to each other. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it, by the way, it's one of the greatest parts of the stand up world, in, yeah. in my humble opinion. Yeah. Uh, but, but here's my question though it, my it's one thing, go ahead,
2: close caption people. Sorry about that. <laughs> All
0: right, so, <laughs> but it's one thing to curate it, Brian, and it's another thing to go to like a shore. I don't know if you went to Mitzi or whoever and say, Listen, I want to do a night of this, and you pitch it, and it's like, How does that go? And then how does it go from there to the TV? Uh,
2: it was more about it wasn't asking for permission, it was just kind of doing it, kind of like that whole punk rock thing was just, I think in stand-up and and, and just, I think, a lot of do-it-yourself kind of uh, live performance, um, you do have to ask for forgiveness over permission, right? So we kind of were just doing it, and it's kind of evolved into, I mean, I, I still want to do the mic, you know? I was like, no, it's still, I still want to keep the integrity, and, I mean, the Rose Bells just kind of, you know, it outgrew the mic, so right. we had to do it. It had to become a thing, and, and nobody was going to say no because it was becoming the most popular attraction at the club, so... I mean, it was almost like they couldn't say no. It, yeah, I remember even they have it, you know. That, yeah, they just had to do it because it was the only thing that people were coming to see at that at that place at that time.
0: Yeah, because I hadn't been to the comic store in a very long time, and then I'm buddies with Stephen Clickman. And, oh, no. oh my god. Yeah. He's the best, and Glickman's like, Oh, you got to check out this roast spot. This was years ago. He's like, And yeah. I got to sit up on the little, you know, oh, I okay, so we, yeah, what a cliff, yeah, with like a little, what up, <laughs> like a little ledge area. And I was like, This thing is huge, I'm like this thing, whatever this is, I don't know what the hell's going on, but this thing is huge. And yeah. you know, I mean, obviously, everyone else already knew that, but I was just happy to be there. So, so now is there, first of all, is there like a little, like, in the scene of the stand up people, you all, you guys, girls, people. Is there a trophy like an unspoken trophy like ones like you know that's the best guy that's the
2: best. oh girl. yeah yeah yeah, definitely yeah there's yeah you always know there's a guy who's like the champ you know it's like okay yeah don't battle that guy because he's the best yeah there's i would say the guy now i mean i'll say the name you may not know it but i think the guy right now is but doug fager maybe or or it's alex alex duong like then you wouldn't know but yeah those are like the guys right now but
0: that's why i asked so doug fager or oh, alex doug, duong right yeah, but that's why I ask because I want people to know those names. Oh,
2: thanks, Cliff. Yeah, yeah. Well, Shout out, yeah. yeah because Shout that's how out. this is art. Vega. Yeah.
0: But you know, now I think let me ask you this. It's a little deeper question, and I, we don't talk politics here. Right? I think you know that, but, but I do want to ask you this. Do you think that there's a heavier burden on you now as a stand-up because you're you're literally the last bastion of free speech? You
2: know. I'll say this, Cliff, because I, I, I've had to think about that a lot because people keep saying that about, you know, this is the temple. They're like, John Mayer came one time, and I have to name drop because we're on a podcast. Uh yeah, please. But anyway, so Mayer's at the show. Uh, your body is a wonderland. He's saying, you know, this, this feels like the church of free speech. Like, you really – everybody's consenting to it. And that's really what it is. It's not yeah. so much free speech as uh, freedom of association, which is right next to free speech in the First Amendment, right? So really what we're doing is, like, we've gathered people – who are consenting to hearing these things, right? Like, if you like 1950s cartoons, if you like things that are deemed, you know, I guess inappropriate today, you can come to the roast battle and you'll feel, I guess, relieved. And that's kind of what it is. We just we like saying awful things, and you know, this is kind of the last place you can do it. You're right.
0: Yeah, it's like shooting a mental load. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I think, though. I mean, uh, so so I mean, there is a release, right, that comes from it, and and, awesome. and with. Yeah. Right. So so with that in mind, then, uh, you know, are you guys still doing it now, like on the Zoom or anything like just with each yeah, other? Every or is Friday it...
2: night. Yeah, we're here live at the Comedy Store every Friday night in front of nobody doing it in an empty belly room, trying to get laughs out of all the production assistants. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. How
1: is that? How does it feel doing it that way? Like, is it like is it kind of like watching the NBA um, play with no audience and they like half trying you
2: know, we wish it was that cool which was a billion dollar you know what i mean that way we can see people like surrounding us that'd be sick at least you can still feel the crowd yeah oh yeah uh, it feels even worse it feels like a dystopian future it feels like <laughs> it feels like everything's been burned off there's nothing outside but we still want to talk trash to each other
0: yeah but you guys are laughing so you have an audience
2: yeah it's like the soup really it's almost like yeah people are laughing you know like you may not be able to see
0: well, but it's also, it's not the same thing as regular stand because everybody's got their bit, they're working on their 5 or their 10 or their hour, right? And they're getting ready for their show, and then they, normally they do their show, and then they release that hour and they start over. These are acts and nights where, these are people who are working on their 5, 10 minutes, but yet, everything they're doing here is just new, improv, different, you're only gonna see it this way. Yeah, it makes it dangerous, right? Right, it makes it dangerous. Uh, it's cool,
2: man, I think, yeah, that's the cool part about it, I think Sure, it's it's dangerous because of what they're saying, but it's also, I mean, you want to go hard. <laughs> you don't want to be seen, but you also don't want to be seen as like just a shock. I mean, like you really do have to do your due diligence. This is a joke writer showcase, joke writer showcase. And these guys prove it every week because they, they don't want to be seen as hacks or unoriginal. You know what I mean? Like they really do their homework. If they're going to do a miscarriage or an abortion joke, it's going to be clever. You may not even know it's one until you drive home that night. Like, oh my God, that was dumb. <laughs>
0: Well, well, let me ask you this then, because I'm a big proponent, big supporter of this in overall, as as literally as mental release. So with political correctness, with this cancel culture that's come into play, cool. that we're, you know, staring down the barrel of every day, you know, I guess it's a two-pronged question. How do you address it, right? And how do you maintain your artistic integrity as you push forward?
2: It's not hard. I mean, I you would, I think if you get online, it makes it hard because... You know they, they want to make you feel like the world is on fire, but for the most part, there are so many like minds. You know, I mean, there's just so many people. You know, so for the most part, we're getting away with it because people want to see live entertainment that they can't see anywhere else. For the most part, you know, so we just kind of live in that we live in that space, and it's it's a sa- it's a reverse safe space. Like we we actually feel safer because we're allowed to say the things that you know we're like we want to say and do what we want to do. We don't feel like we're carrying a torch. We don't feel like it's a big burden. It's just we're doing it. We hope you fuck with it. If you don't, you shouldn't be here. You know, like, <laughs> like this is a gang, and if you don't, you know, want to be a part of the gang, you know, don't be here. Well, yeah.
1: it feel, I mean, there's something oh, kind of cool. special I think to me about you guys that it it yeah. it feels like you are giving each other permission. Like it's not one of those things where mm-hmm. you're just going out and attacking people on the street or well, saying really, something. No. You're, you're 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 talking to people who are like, hey, I'm gonna make your deal. Yeah. Everything's on every, you know, just like you do at the beginning of all the shows. Like everything is open. You can say anything you want and I know that, and you know that, and so this is okay, and
2: that's special. Yeah, it's self-regulating in in, in that sense, because if you're going to say what you want, be prepared to have anything said back to you. Like, just because you're saying it doesn't mean they can't say it back to you, it may be better. Right. So it's like when people say, you know, for example, we'll use the whole (laughs) women aren't funny thing, right? Like, that was a big thing in stand-up a few years ago. It's always Mm -hmm. been a thing in stand-up, you know, women are funny, and literally you come to Rose Battle, like, they're, they're, the, the ladies of roast battle are always shoving it down your throat. How much more efficient? How much better? You know, like writing, they are. How much better they are at performing? I mean, they're just. It is a way to kind of get back at critics, you know. Yeah, but,
0: but Whitney but, Cummings you know, still is yeah. not funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what? The, oh, wait. Did I say that out loud? Sorry, I was I mean, a knee sure. jerk. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't do the roast battle, does she? Who? Ruth Whitney. Oh,
2: uh, Whitney Cummings. Yeah. She? Uh, no, she's judged. She's judged.
0: She's yeah, judged, she's judged. Dude. Right. Okay, interesting. I'm just.
1: I, I remember did, she judged that. that weird, uh, super mm. late humor. They did a um, they did a roast battle. I saw at the Comedy Central uh, Clusterfest two yeah. years ago. Yeah. and they did it in the up. biggest room they possibly could. It's like the
2: opposite of the belly room
1: at yeah, two yeah. in the morning, uh, after <laughs> the almost stadium. everything else was closed. Yeah,
2: it felt like a stadium show. It was just like oh, it felt like a pandemic stadium. You know I mean? like, oh, we're, we're the Chiefs and the Raiders, and nobody's here.
0: So, so let me ask you, Brian. So, so you're running, or you're like uh, curating? Let's say again the word uh, yeah, the, the it's comedy. It.
2: It's, it's conducting. I feel like you know, um, it's but, just but, like there's so many instruments.
0: But you're doing it now with the Comedy uh, Store Podcast Network, correct?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 now we just do it. Yeah, we do it Friday, and I mean, it's not, I mean, yeah, we we just we do <laughs> we we try to do it. I mean, my God, I, I, if I'm gonna be honest with you, yeah, it's just it's tough because I mean, it really is. If the jokes aren't good, the show's not going to be good. So it really is hit or miss. Cause we're like, you know, who's going to come out cause people are afraid of COVID. They're not afraid of COVID. So, you know, we can right. just, some, uh, some, some brave souls try to tell some brave jokes.
0: Listen, you're doing that fine. I'm saying that, uh, what's going on with the whole comedy store podcast network. You guys are creating a network. There is a network.
2: Yeah. So yeah they were, they've rebuffed the whole thing. Like they tried to do it uh, a few years back. Um, it wasn't working out. And then, uh, because of the pandemic, you know, your boys got some time. So I told him I'd help out a little bit. Hit up Jason Smith, and uh, we're just creating some cool, cool stuff. We got a show uh, called Tiny Sets. It's kind of a play on tiny desks. So it'll be like a three-piece band uh, behind a comic, and they're just like, you know, kind of playing to the PAs in the room, basically. And it'll be cool. It'll be shot cool. Uh, yeah, we great. got uh, we got our boy Jeff Ross doing a, like a talk show, you know, pandemic Oh, club. really? Yeah, at a comedy club.
0: Oh, that's going to be great
2: it will be fun. But it's, uh yeah. So I mean, that's kind of like the uh, the rebirth, you will, of, uh, of the Comedy Store Podcast Network.
0: Right. And this is all up now on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. everywhere. No, this Jay, it's it's it. tell me what's going on.
2: I'm just, um, I'm just, we're just prepping people. It's almost like Jericho when he was going for the WWE.
1: You know. <laughs> yeah, you got. You just I'm see the okay. countdown for the first, uh, you know, six or eight weeks on Raw. You just see 10, 9, nine, eight, and then, um, but you don't. see You know He doesn't actually come out want them to know it's
2: coming clip well that's why i'm talking about it. yeah, yeah. Or it's not dead
1: yeah well <laughs> i mean how are you dealing with all that stuff i mean in general i know you're over at the store doing this stuff but like you know with comedy right now and stand up where it's at like is it coming back in the same way or we or should we just you know are we planning you know how are we doing this
2: i mean there's no live entertainment you know it's, it's hard to do especially in california you know this is Wow, what's going on here? Uh, so yeah, at this point, I think we're all just kind of figuring out what do we look like virtually because mm-hmm. we can't live physically right now, um, mm-hmm. unless you're doing outdoor shows, which are few and far between. Right. If right. you're doing driving shows, same thing. You know, if you're doing, a, I guess, what speakeasy. You know.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. And I, I you, comedy far- store right. trying to do something right where you guys will do some shows and they'll it'll be like pumped into TVs and they're like played at yeah, the. Yeah, at the, the
2: live podcast that they'll do in the window. I mean, it's like we have like a human aquarium kind
1: of thing. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that's like cool. Macy's uh, models, like Christmas, <laughs> Christmas setups.
0: Oh, I was thinking like the Red Light District in Amsterdam.
1: <laughs> we all yeah. have, that's probably the closest one. That's that actually is something you guys, we should figure out how to implement at the Comedy Store. Where you have to put in a dollar and the gate will open and like the stand-up will do as much
0: comedy yeah, as they it's can. It's like old the, school show world.
2: So Before the gate closes again.
0: It's like the jerk-off machines <laughs> except with stand-up. Just in a your a token. Yeah, a token. And You get a minute of stand-up. <laughs> right. The, well, you get you get 20 seconds of stand-up and 40
1: seconds of it. If you do five more dollars, I'll give you my real I'll give you the real set. Um
0: Oh, you've been there. Yeah, the I've been there. Yeah, I've been there.
1: I I I in San Francisco once I found one of those places I'd never been like, and that's exactly what it was. Like, yeah.
0: San Francisco, you found one once.
1: I, I found one once, and <laughs> yeah. I kept going back to it repeated times. But I, I found it. It I only had off. to find it once, and then I wrote it down, and I had it on my map forever.
0: Oh, okay, all right. How did we digress into this, Brian? What <laughs> happened here? It's because Jason doesn't like the Eagles.
1: Oh, uh, uh, that's what
0: it is. See? I'm telling you, that's what's going on. So, so are you going and doing tours now, still like out of state, and you know, doing stand up?
2: I mean, I maybe hit, I maybe hit Texas. You know what I mean? I think I tried to and then they they closed up the next week, so. I'm not really. If anything, I'm like I'm in San Diego more or less because that that county's kind of open, so So, it's tough.
0: I know. So, so what is you know aside from pods, which I think are definitely organically you know our next step, you know, into this uh, as far as comedy goes. But
2: Tim Dillon, that guy's like he's blown up and he's touring now because like his podcast is huge. Who's that? Tim Tim Dillon.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, this is what I'm saying. It's it, it. So I think this is a kind of last frontier for that. But what is the next, you know, what is the next thing? If, we're, if, if comics, if standups can't exist at a club, right? Because that's, that's like lifeblood for you guys. W- right. What's going to be done?
2: Yeah. We're all going to have a podcast. You know, <laughs> okay. But how are we going to find the attention clip? I mean, you tell me we'll be Instagram people. We're going to have to figure out <laughs> how to not look corny on the internet because before this happened, you know, like the internet's corny and we have to figure out <laughs> If you're not, if, if yeah, that's kind of the comedy source goal, I guess, as a podcast, and even as like you know, whatever else they're trying to do, it's how do I we will, how are we not gonna be corny like everybody else?
1: I will say this the the the, the um roast battle tick tock is one of the best TikToks out there because it's quick. I
2: love that,
0: I love hearing Yo, that. Yeah, why don't you bring up a couple of ones? Oh, I'll, I'll, yes. yeah, I'll find a couple. Yeah, I like that. So, so, but by the way, now, okay, so, so comedies. <sighs> You know, and this bothers me and I i know I'm circling this, but I feel like this, I feel like comedy is dying a little bit and it's making me very scared. Yeah. I'm not trying to get all deep, but I feel like what are we going to do about this? And and how is this community, aside from Saturday Night Live or improv shows, you know, which I don't know what you do, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. You got you saying Instagram, yeah. the
2: internet. I mean, honestly, I mean, look, let's say this is the fifties and, and we're afraid of Sputnik because we think it's a, a, a nuclear, you know, missile coming here. So like everybody's underground kind of thing, right? You're going to have big easy. You're going to have more, more common, you know, like playing real small rooms. I mean, for the most part, this is, I'm not saying the car industry's dying or, or coal mining's dying, but this is just something I have to put on hiatus for a little bit uh, and really figure out your, your other skills as a person in the comedy genre. It's not just stand up. There's other pillars you got to rely on like podcasting, you know, like, right. like, I guess, you know, just creative, like get, get, get good with art, get good with, uh, with performing, like learn how to act. You know what I mean? Get good with,
0: uh, with the no, self. No, listen, I, I'm hearing you. I'm just, uh, you know, listen, I'm just, I keep, I ask everyone who's a comedian who comes on this question because I, I am very concerned about it, Jason. I know you know this. I'm scared. No, I, I want to find something that I like. I want to find a way to help. <laughs> like, I feel like there's no, gotta be something good. that can be done that gets this back on track. Well,
2: it? There's so many mentally unstable people, you know, who, do, who are in show business. Uh, <laughs> it, you have to have a release. And, yeah, if they don't open this place up to, to let people release a little bit, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look bad out here.
0: That's why there's TikToks. An
2: angry cloud.
0: Uh... <laughs> oh, here's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. This roast battle has been brought to you by Febreze. Stinky <laughs> <Yay! laughs> motherfucker.
2: The fog just makes you look more like the iceberg that sunk the Titanic.
0: That's great. Wait a minute, he gets two?
2: That's a rebuttal, that's a rebuttal, It's fine. Go ahead, Mike. Look, Ralphie, I know you think it's hacked to make fun of you for being fat, but here's the thing. It is. Your family's gone, your family deserted you, and Dat Fan beat you on last comic standing. The reason I make fun of
0: your weight is because it's the only thing you haven't lost. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. that's I mean, all there's so many on there and there's so many good ones that's that's the uh the finale of season one right
2: yeah that was no that's uh that's like it's i think it's uh round two like a semi-final i think in the uh, oh, okay. in season one of the of the the tournament wow i forgot about that. that's a great battle rest yeah. in peace
1: uh ralphie yeah yeah wow yeah, but Mike Lawrence ended up taking that season. He's incredible. He's another one of those people that I, I think you know, just like Brian, I think Brian's one of the nicest people I know. And Mike is also one of the neatest, nicest, friendliest guys you've ever met. But damn, can he <laughs> I mean of-
2: that's like he's he's a black belt in karate when it comes to writing roast jokes. I mean, there's there, there there's only a few people who are on that level, and he's one of them. And he is I mean, watching that reminds me like watching karate kid in essence. I'm like, God. Somebody got their ass kicked. I mean, like, was
0: painful,
2: but it felt like Mike was bullying that man. <laughs> <laughs> That's how hard that was. You're like, I know they both want to be here, but Mike. Damn. That yeah, that was, it looked unfair. <laughs> it
0: yeah, was it was a little crazy. uncomfortable. That's
2: what I'm saying. That's how good Mike is. Because Ralph was one of the best. And man, yeah, Mike is. He's a savage. I would never want to be anywhere with him when it comes to words.
0: <laughs> when it comes to words yeah everything
2: else yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are
1: still doing the verbal violence podcast though right that's still out there doing
2: yeah i think it's still out there you can still get some of old ones but uh that's another yeah when we podcast it was all roast battle we interview roast battlers and i mean really became a mental health podcast because everybody's mentally unstable <laughs> but there's only one thing which it's shit. So what I mean is, if you're mentally unstable, you're probably really good at talking trash to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So one of you, I'm filming. You know, oh yeah. Probably oh, mentally yeah. unstable.
1: Well, that's like, I feel like you know, I love watching this stuff, and I love listening to. This is kind of like the love language that I learned growing up, being you know from Reno. My, I have my my dad has five brothers, and all they do is make fun of each other. But every time they're mean, it's kind of like a little I love you. It's you know that they're they're in a real fight when they're not saying anything mean to each other. When they don't have to be separated by my grandma, you know that there's actually a problem because they're not they they're not talking. And I'm so used to this. And I, when I moved to L.A. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, like, I, I brought this, did that that uh, that energy with me. And I learned real quick that L.A. does not play like that uh, overall. There, everybody's like, nope, I'm, I'm very sensitive. So it's something that I miss. And every time yeah. I go back, I'm like, this is where, I, you know, it just feels good. It, it feels good to love somebody enough that you're willing to make fun of every little piece about them. It's um, yeah,
2: not going to grow if you
1: don't.
2: Yeah. How are they going to grow? You exactly. know what I, mean? I guess you're right about LA. I, I, I don't think about it a lot, but then when you think about it, you're like, I forgot everybody's an actor. You know, everybody's like, hey, you support one another because that's all they learn in like theater camp. And, yeah. you know, they'll learn like, you know, if I talk trash to you, it's because I like you. Obviously I'm, I'm flirting with you. Exactly. That's exactly it. That's <laughs> exactly
1: it. I remember that, it, like when I first started doing improv and stuff, you're like, no, you don't say anything mean or anything bad about anybody. You don't make fun of like. And what's the point? I oh, don't. Really? These are my friends. Oh, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> oh that's that's it's improv, improv like, rules.
1: Yeah, you don't talk. You never tell anybody that they did anything wrong, or even say anything mean about them, or make a joke. You you can't.
0: Uh, that's why Andy Samberg's so nice.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But
0: uh, <laughs> but is he not nice? No, he's nice. It's <laughs>
2: okay, but then you're gonna you're gonna blow a gag, do something weird, because you're repressing something that's right <laughs> you. You know exactly. Exactly, of, they have such a hard time because they're repressing sex, and so then they're doing those weird things. You know, just like, like comedy. It's like if you can't if you can't release it, something bad's gonna happen.
1: That's right. I've oh, been I, I've been to Provo, Utah, like where they have BYU <laughs> and watch them play baseball. It's scary. They're so mad they throw the ball angry because so they can't fuck. Scary. So they they want to. They just want to. Yeah, they play sports mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they're not getting the release. Listen, how I was ra- how I was brought up. I'm telling you, my friends if I grew that like growing this beard for example if I walked into a room they'd be like oh Dorfman I feel like I'm about to watch an episode of the Actors Studio holy shit you know it's like I can't get one word out and then like Jason said if they were nice to me like oh Cliff you look nice I'd be like what's what's wrong yeah do you have
1: cancer did you uh, guys yeah. just
0: did you guys get the call before what? I did yeah what yeah. you're using my first name and you're telling me something good. <laughs> I don't understand at all. I mean, all right. So do we have anything to look forward to Brian right now? Do we have a new season? Like what's going on? I know we have the podcast network coming yeah, out.
2: You can watch us every Friday. Uh, we're on Periscope. Or, yeah. Just go to our Twitter at, uh, at roast battle. You can check us out. Our That's TikTok awesome. is booming. we have a YouTube channel, so you can always check out old episodes. Uh, we'll have a, yeah, like a uh, throwback Thursday, of, like old episodes we had on verbal violence. Love that. Old episodes we had on comedy central. Uh, you can check out both the podcasts, the roast battle podcast is on iTunes. Uh, that was a Comedy Central production, and then uh, Verbal Violence" was up on uh, Starburns. You can get them both on Starburns.
1: Yep, nice. and then also we got a couple, and we'll have these shows coming out pretty soon. So we're working on some stuff. We'll have some yeah, really great content coming out that I think will be really fun. Start yeah. bringing back to life the comedy store and, and comedy, you know, hopefully live comedy in general. Even if, yeah, it's-
2: yeah. maybe yeah, if there's more than. Hey, to- maybe the governor will be like, you know what? Maybe I, I bet on everything else wrong. Open up comedy. Everything else. Everyone, open it up. Yeah. <laughs> everything else will follow.
0: Right. Just open comedy back up.
2: Open comedy. Everything else, yeah, stays closed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that brother.
0: note, ladies and gentlemen, Brian, thank you so much for being here. Seriously.
2: Door Smith, you guys are the best.
1: Thank you. You too. Bye, Moses. Thank Talk you to you so soon. Thank you so much. Bye, Bye, Moses. I love that guy so much. It's such really a good do. energy. Truly. He's got a good smile. It's, uh, you know, and I'm really excited with the stuff that he's bringing in and the energy he's bringing in to the comedy store. Um, he's going to, you, know, you know, it's, it's amazing. Um,
0: well, listen, I mean, you know, that's the thing. It's a new blood and it's a different way of looking at things. And I think that's going to be how the landscape changes. Well, I don't know. I think about landscapes. Do you think about landscaping? Yeah. What about, uh... I think about, I think about what, you know, what, and then it goes to manscaping. And then I, it goes to my good Lord bird. And then it goes to how comfortable can my roast battle be? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I see where you're going. I, you I know right where you're there. going. I was trying, I was seeing if you were going to try and cockney slang it. Like if you're going to figure out a these cockney slang.
0: Oh, I might do that next time. That's pretty good. Damn you. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I, I, came give up the with that.
1: I was giving you that Opportunity.
0: Well, I mean, I, I thought it was a rather nice segue when I went from landscape to landscaping to manscape to my good Lord Bird to my roast battle, That's and therefore to meundies and talking about micromodal,
1: Jason. Micromodal. Hey guys, this is Cliff, and I want to talk to you about.
0: So you were born.
1: We're in born in meundies. In meundies. Yes. And some micromodal. And, and micromodal is what? It's beechwood trees.
0: It's sustainable. It is taken from sustainable beechwood trees, and they take the pulp, and they turn it into yarn.
1: Now, pulp. pulp? I always thought of pulp as like uh, boogers, but that's not pulp. No, no. that's
0: pulp is like gray hammer. matter in your brain, or it's it's the stuff inside the tree, and it's not as fatal if you take it from the tree.
1: Just, this is this is called work the balls. <laughs> yeah, this is the working the of the pulp. That do you remember that 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 that's yeah it, from uh, what was that uh, uh, old school? With, yes. uh, with, uh, earmuffs. <laughs> earmuffs,
0: earmuffs. And by the way, I, if, if me, I wish me would make earmuffs. Imagine how nice they would oh, be. They would
1: be so soft in your ears. I would oh wear earmuffs over like little me covers on my headphones because yes. after a while, these things, they're not uncomfortable, but I got big ears and a lot of sound and I would like <laughs> some, uh, slightly softer. And that's
0: earphones. the thing with you being, you know, big eared still everything at me Fits perfect. You love it. You're so comfortable. There's nothing bad. And again, it's the pulp to yarn. They're saving these beechwood trees and they got the membership. Yeah, It's like 20 bucks a month or whatever. New underwear every month. Right. So, so that's it. I, I mean, I feel like at this point, if you don't know that you should be dressing everything in MeUndies, then I don't know what to But think. then, What have we done? We have taught you nothing. We've done nothing. We've, we've done taught nothing. you nothing. Right. So if we've taught you nothing, then just sign off now. If you don't <laughs> like the Eagles, I mean, sign well, off now. <laughs> yep. There he goes. Otherwise it's meundies.com offer code stuck. Get 15% off. It's meundies.com offer code stuck. He's doing this on purpose, by the way. I'm done, Jason.
1: What? Uh, I was gone. Cause <laughs> I, um, I can't listen to any of that Eagles. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So, so now we've paid the bills.
1: Then we get to go talk about news. All right, good. Let's do that. So, hey, yeah. do we have anything? Uh, there's not a ton. Of, I mean, again, we're, we're in a weird <laughs> spot right now I know. for news. Um, you know, so I'm going to give you a couple things that I wanted to talk to you a little bit about. But um, number one is uh, Tenet. Because uh, I, I just want to keep bringing this show. I don't know why. <laughs> everything in the news, everything I look for in the news eventually comes back to Tenant. But uh, so they've officially announced that it's coming to DVD and on demand in December. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're saving it for Christmas, December 15th. For some reason, December 15th, it's coming out. This movie has been done since July. Um, It's got to be done in the theaters, but they're putting it out on December 15th. So if you really want to watch a movie that'll make you angrier than uh, your, the socks that you get on the third night of Hanukkah, it's there for
2: you.
0: Do not watch this movie. (laughs) Okay. Let me try to say it to you backwards. Okay because it would sound if I could actually figure out how to say it to you backwards and I just said it to you that's how bad the movie would be because it's me saying things backwards or walking backwards I'm like <laughs> that's not Jason Sudeikis does it much better in Ted Lasso. Yes he does. Yeah I mean already 3 seasons and and Tenet honestly again we've said this you just get me started. I mean it's not again it's not King of Staten Island but it is it is up there.
1: It is up there. It is up so, there. It is hard. At least you could follow King of Staten Island. I could. Bill Burr was good.
0: Yes, Bill Burr was excellent, by the way. I could follow King of Staten Island. <laughs> okay? That's, so, yes. So, so now they're bringing it out. All his uh, mishigas that he had about, oh, the, the theaters and the, the this mean studios. And now he's like, oh, now it's coming out streaming. And they're going to make a fortune off it. You know it.
1: Oh yeah, well that's the only movie coming out. Is um, that
0: it? Do we have nothing coming out? Is this what's going on right now?
1: We're really in a place where I mean we're not. We would start seeing Oscar movies about now. It's 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 eleven five. It is you know it's kind of weird to think about. It is November fifth, twenty twenty. We would we we should be at least see start seeing some of the Oscar the bigger Oscar prestige movies coming out right now.
0: It is November fifth. Yep. I mean. When we started this thing, I can't even believe it was eight months ago. <laughs> it was like, okay, we're not gonna be stuck at home forever. Right. Like I gonna...
1: was I was like, well, maybe my May fifth. Remember I had this whole thing, like if Disney still has a movie coming out on May fifth, that's when we're coming we're getting out of this. And then I pushed it. Now it's May fifth next year. So uh yeah.
0: And what are they going to do? When are they going to give in and say Black Widow? Because I'm I'm having a little like Scarlett Jonesing Hansen. Like yeah. I'm Jonesing for Johansen yeah. and it's bothering me. And it's, since it's like the prequel, and it's, then it's over, I really want to see it. But why they're still messing with us?
1: Yeah, and I could I I it could go uh, it could never come out, and I would never notice. I'm not Scarlett Jones Hansen.
0: Yeah, well, you don't. I mean, listen, you're not a big fan. Again, you don't like the Eagles, so I mean, like, yeah, it's enough said. <laughs> how do I expect you to like Scarlett? I mean, you loved her. Like, we can go through this again. You, you don't not like Scarlett Joe. I don't you, not. I just don't like. I
1: don't think that she's a good actor at all. You don't respect <laughs> the Jo. You're wrong.
0: You're wrong. I mean, you know, listen. You could say that about about Joost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. jost I.
1: I right. mean. I, I think that Joe also Also, um, yes. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> but
0: did you see? This is interesting. Did you see the uh, John Mulaney Seth Meyers interview? That's the uh, only online. No. It's fantastic. It's it's like 20, eighteen minutes, and I, I guess it's never on the show. Go ahead. Are oh, you okay. yawning?
1: Oh, you yeah, know, I'm not not at you. <laughs>
0: Jason just, and if you're not watching and you're just listening, Jason leaned back and he just yawned. Yeah. But it was quiet, and that's you couldn't common. hear it. But it was like, wow. Well, you know what? Really you
1: know what? Part of it is because when I go, when I get to go, when I'm looking for something, I have to remove the screen, so I can't see you for a few minutes. So I don't even think that you're there watching me because uh, I've hidden your face.
0: That's so interesting. So like, I like, I was a yawn
1: behind your back. But that's actually great.
0: The work. I, you um, know what? I respect that. I, I got no uh, problem with that. Okay, so the fact that you don't like Scarlet Joe this thing though, by the way, you should watch this thing uh, because Mulaney is talking to Seth Meyers and he takes out his pad and he's like, uh, I have some questions I want to ask you. And the first question he's like, you ever see a ghost? <laughs> That's Melanie's first question.
1: Melanie is hilarious. He did that. Um, did you he's watch that? Did you watch that show? He did. That was kind of for kids. The kid show he made on uh, Netflix.
0: I mean, yeah, all the time because of my kid at the time.
1: Well, it was like this year.
0: Last oh, no, year. I didn't see it. Sorry. I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of that fairy show. No, no. no uh, Do you know the show I'm talking about with the fairies? Oh,
1: I I, I think I know what you're talking about. I think mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like the the fairy godmothers yes, or whatever. exactly. Or the He's god, the voice, kind of, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I would never watch something like that. That sounds horrible.
0: Um, it is, but I mean, <laughs> listen, you're, you're, when your kid's young, you're starving for anything. Like, oh, oh I guess I have to watch You just, You just find yourself getting into it. Why do you think I know all about these dumbass Nickelodeon shows that aren't on anymore?
1: Oh, no, I get it. I mean, I, I kind of skipped a lot of that time, you know, Um, but I did date a girl okay. that had, had a three-year-old, right. and I watched a lot of Land Before Time back then. Um, Yeah, I don't know if he was in that. Well, I see a lot of animated shows that he's done, but I, yes. I can't necessarily find but, that one. But no, I, he did a show called John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. And it was kind of a kids show, but it's not. It's a very funny show. Who's uh, gonna watch that? Th- I think there's just like t- one or two episodes of it. It's like a, it's like a, a special. But it, it's him in th- interacting with a ton of kids. He does little songs, um, and it is so funny. Um, it's just him interacting with children, and they're they're all they're, they're all kid friendly kind of things, but they're also very adult funny skits. Right. I think you'd really enjoy it. It kind of reminded me of like cross between Sesame Street, and maybe like the electric company
0: or magic for people whatever yeah. that show was.
1: Yeah. Or magic for humans is also amazing. Amazing. I love it. No, this,
0: watched- this is more of
1: a, more of a, like a PBS style. I, that concept is a little more PBS, but funny.
0: Okay. but well, by the way, if you haven't watched magic for humans, that's something just go check out because it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. But what I was saying about this, this, uh, Mulaney thing. I mean, I don't know if we bring it up, we'll probably get shut off Facebook, but, uh It was, uh, so he starts asking him these questions and then uh, they got into a whole thing about like, you know, did I ever hurt your feelings? You know, did I ever do anything that hurt your feelings? And they talk about this whole thing. And then all of a sudden they get into this thing and they're like, well, they bring up Jost. Right. And there's definitely some animosity there. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, I guess there's animosity in all, between all comics, as we see with the roast battle.
1: There's competition always between Uh, a lot of people.
0: Intense competition. You know, but it was one of these things where he starts talking, he's like, and they start talking about Yost and they're like, yeah, but I mean, and then Mulaney goes, I didn't know you could talk to hosts. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you could walk up to a movie star and be like, hi, I'm Yost. Want to <laughs> drink? Like, and I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. Then he's like, the most I ever did was ask Danny DeVito if he wanted to meet my wife. And it was awkward. He had to get up in the middle of a booth. You ever see a guy get around a booth? He's like, getting up. And he's doing that thing. And you're like, well, this is an issue. You're like, you're all pissed that he got Scarlet Joe. See, wrapped around.
1: That's funny. Yeah. No, I, I, do you think, I know he, I, I, I'd, I'd heard that that happened on like Seth Meyers. I saw that there was like a little interview on Seth Meyers about something about that. Like where he goes something to the effect of, yeah, are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, you I didn't just know we do we that? Could, yeah. That like would get hit on host. <laughs> I thought it was an unspoken rule. Yeah. And he's like, but they start talking about how a guy like Jost was born that confident. Yeah. You know, wow. he's that confident that he's like, I'm Jost. Let's yep. go to a, you know, no, whatever. Just... Yeah. I mean, it's just every time you, got... you say that, do you watch, do you listen to Stern at all? No. Oh, it just <laughs> I listened to him my whole life growing up. So I guess right. now, and by the way, I'll just tell you something about Stern right now. And I want to hear what you're going to say. Too many commercials. Sorry. You got to pay yeah. for serious and then listen to him read commercials. Screw off. Go on. Yeah.
1: Well, um, I mean, I give him credit like just doing a three hour show three days a week is incredible. He's the master. Listen,
0: he's yeah. the master. There's no, um, you can't say anything. I just don't know. The, uh, there's
1: just a, there's just uh his, uh, Ronnie, the limo driver. There's just, they do a, there's a constant like little drop where he just goes, I'm monk. And it's just, really, so when you say I'm Joe's, it just reminds me of that, <laughs> that confidence that's unearned, but, uh, right. but well, Joe's
0: you got to say Jost maybe earned it a little. Cause he went got into Harvard somehow. I mean, yeah, he's fine. Rich. He's a white guy and rich. Was he rich?
1: Yeah. His family's rich.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no wonder he walked up to Scarlett Johansson.
1: Yeah, no, no, he's, he's like I rich. wouldn't even have got, talked
0: to you when we were in high school.
1: Like you know, like we, we've talked about this before. There's really two. There's nobody comes. Very few comedians come from middle class. They either come from yeah, really like, rich families because they have like Lady Gaga also. Lady Gaga is somebody who came from a very rich family, so you have time to learn how to uh, do all, play all the music and uh, and uh, and dress in meat suits because you don't have to worry about working. And I don't. And it doesn't discredit their ability in their art. But the same thing with, you know, your Dan Ackwards and your Chevy Chases, like they privileged. came from money. Yeah, they're yeah, you're, privileged. You're, you're privileged. And then there's the other side of stand up where we talk about, you know, that where, you know, that you come from a place where it's like from a lot of pain and a lot of like, you know, and, 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 and growth and, right. and you know.
0: Right. But let's just be clear. Anything that I, in any way, me making fun of Jost, yeah. whom I don't know is only because I'm jealous. Yeah of him marrying Scarlett Johansson. Other, I'm sure he's an incredibly nice guy. I've never met him in my life. I don't, here's one thing I will say before he married her. I never found him funny. I just don't find him funny. Mm-hmm. Does he make you laugh?
1: Sometimes. Uh, my wife thinks he's cute, so I want to punch his face. No, I'm just kidding. Oh yeah, but
0: that's like Raging Bullets. Not so pretty no more, huh? <laughs> no, I don't care.
1: <laughs> he's, I think he's, I think he's fine. I think he's funny. I don't think, Um. I don't think under his guidance that we've had a lot of great saturday night lives um with you. and so that there there's a part of it but i also you know recognize that that's a that's a job that very few people have been able to do well um and was i think milaney the head writer no
0: he should have been bring no, him back to be the head writer we'll have an amazing season of saturday night live i think milaney was under hold on bless you he's about to sneeze and there it is i think he was into seth myers
1: yeah, it's yeah, probably under Seth, and then before that was Tina. So, like, uh, you know, Seth is good, was Seth good, is and great. Like, Seth Tina is was great. insane. And, T- I mean, that was a, a second coming. Tina's of Tina. Yeah.
0: There's no one. I mean, you know, how could you even see that coming? Right. It's like we're just one of those people that's, you know, so gifted out of the stratosphere. But, again, for money. Mm-hmm. This is not, it's like being a, a psychologist. You know, psychologists, watch The Alienist, you know what I mean? But psychology... It's just like scientists. These are all rich people ideas. Mm-hmm. I want to study science. Oh, really?
1: Well, well <laughs> writing comedy at Harvard is a rich person thing. A poor yeah. person gets a scholarship to be a lawyer or a doctor. A rich person can go to them and just do English, right? You do poetry <laughs> as a rich person at Harvard, right. not like, as a-
0: Mom, <laughs> I want to go to Harvard so I could join the Lampoon. Exactly. And I want to eat exactly. Haystay Puddings. <laughs> It's like okay honey we'll make sure you get into harvard exactly someone call Felicity huffman Yes. <laughs> what no too soon
1: no that's very funny
0: yeah i thought that was okay i couldn't think of the other one's name It was married to mosimo she's worse
1: <sighs> oh yeah uh what's her face uh lori
0: yeah did you oh that right lori Loughlin.
1: lori Laughlin. Uh, yeah. did
0: she get any time yeah she's in jail right now oh really yeah how
1: she's long she get time. do we know uh yeah i can i can tell you let's see she, she uh She's in there for her first few days. Um, She just started. Yeah, she just started. She went in like a a week ago. She uh, she is Lori Lawson of the Dublin Correctional Institute on Friday. It hasn't been a week, and already most multiple sources are telling us weekly she's having a hard time. No shit. Uh, I wouldn't expect her to have a great time there. Um, she was sentenced to two months in prison, which is supposed to serve all of it. One hundred fifty thousand dollar fine, and two years for supervised release with a hundred hours of community service for paying the five hundred thousand uh, dollars with her husband to make it appear that her daughters Olivia, Jade, and Isabel were rowing team recruits in order to guarantee their admission into USC. Uh,
0: listen, here's the thing, and people like to like to um, you know say like, oh, she only got two months, okay. I want you to really think about two months. If I took you out of your home right now and I plopped you in a roach infested, baloney eating, uh, gray walled institution where you had to wear sandals to take a shower. And it still didn't protect you from all the things that are crawling around. Uh, two months is a very long time.
1: Two months is a long time. A year is a really long time. Um, you know, right now I'm not even wearing shoes. So, you know, whatever, uh, give me some sandals. Thanks. Free sandals. Um, but yes, you know, people, you know, when, when you start talking about this stuff and you talk about money and impact, you know, and you start throwing around years, I mean, there's a reason you want to put somebody away for a long time and the, the level of those crimes. But in general, you know, putting somebody away for six months, two months, 30 days, you know, whatever is, is a lot, is a lot of their life, you know, and and you're think a felon about, now. think about if you had to think if you had to check into prison for three months, two months, right. And you just have a regular job. You've lost your job so you you're not making any income you probably lost you, so you've lost your house you've probably if you're dating and not married you probably lost that you're going to lose custody of your kids you're going to you basically lose your entire livelihood for the time that you're there you get out you have to rebuild everything you have to find a place to live you have to find a you know a place that will mm. actually keep you take you back for a job there it is life destroying i mean and maybe not for her and she's with mr mossimo himself yeah Frank Mossimo. No, yeah.
0: just, I, <laughs> she didn't have that rough. I mean, listen, but, I, but at the not same time, in the it's, not, for it's not easy. It's not easy
1: to deal with though. And it's still a lot of work and it's still awful.
0: And listen, you know, and she didn't do anything good, you yeah. know, but the, when you see the people that are in jail for very long, you know, we're not going to go down that road, but uh, let her serve it two months. And I hope it's not fun. It's not supposed to be fun. She's not supposed to have a good time. It's not going to be good in two years afterwards of someone down your neck. Where are you going? You can't leave the state. Where are you going? What are you doing? Pee in a cup. Yeah, that's what you get. Poor kids, though. I always feel bad for the kids.
1: What are you doing? I do too. But you know, at the same time, I don't.
0: I'm, well, I'm looking on, up. Some. I was just
1: looking up the Mossimo family because I don't want to okay. call him Frank <laughs> Um, I do, and I don't. She seems the kid seems a little bit vav- like complicit in the whole thing, and doesn't you know?
0: But uh-huh. they are taught the wrong
1: way to live, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, that's. I, I, listen, I mean, something went something went wonky, you know, it's the same idea. That's like, mom, I want to be in hasty puddings. It's that same idea. It's like, you know, okay, we'll get that for you, darling. You know, where, you know, is the trophy participation? Well, nonsense? I think as I
1: already told you, uh, it, I don't think this was on the the podcast, but today, uh, my daughter comes to me and goes, I need to be reimbursed. Yeah, and I was like, for what? She's like, well, I bought some clothes and I bought some, uh, I don't know. Bang Energy. It was called Bang Energy. It's like a coconut, coconut and taurine. Fucking. And I can't really judge because I've got like a mountain of rockstar cans here. But it's but. like I, I bought this stuff, and it's like, oh great, we'll you use your allowance bike. So yeah, and it's like, but I need to be reimbursed. I'm like why? It's like because you buy the clothes. It's like, did I pick? Did I tell you to buy these clothes? I was like, no. So like, I need to be reimbursed. It's like, but. There's a lot of problems that, like, we're not going anywhere. Why do you need to go new clothes right now? We don't, we're not going anywhere. You're staying home. It's like, for the gram. It's like, I don't buy clothes for the gram.
0: For the gram? Yeah, for the gram. Really? For the gram. For the gram. For the gram. I mean, I love Sarah, but for the gram? For the gram. I, I, you know what I say? Here's what I say I do. I'm, I buy the clothes. I buy necessity clothes. You get a set of clothes. And and, and if those clothes have worn out, yeah. We'll talk about new clothes. I'll ask Lori Laughlin to
1: sew you some new ones. No, I, I mean, I don't mind. Nice it. it was just the audacity of a because you know what's going to happen is I'm, I am going to reimburse her. But the idea that that I need to reimburse, I, like, I can't say, I no. gi- and I ever tried to explain this to, to my family. I give, I give. I'm a, a, I'm giver. a giver. I'll give you. Mm-hmm. I'm a giver. I am not a reimburser. You can, if you had just said, hey, can I borrow X number of dollars, like ninety five. Let's say it was ninety five dollars and eighteen cents. And say, hey, can I borrow ninety five dollars and eighteen cents? I'll be like, yeah, sure, no problem. Let's just say Should you say reimburse me ninety five dollars and eighteen cents. Like. Right. No, I don't reimburse. I give. Right, Dad. Can I have some clothes?
0: Okay, sure. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. Dad, I bought a bunch of stuff. Pay for it. That's how I (laughs) behave. Pay for it. Here's you want to hear. You want to hear a reenactment Mm -hmm. of me growing up? Yeah. Okay. I'm coming downstairs. My dad's sitting downstairs reading a a stock guide from Drexel Burnham Lambert, probably. And I go, Dad, can I can I borrow five dollars to go to the movies? No. <laughs> and, that and team. Yeah, that was Thank it. And much. then he'd make me like go wash the car or like detail it yeah. for four hours. and He'd be like, give me like three bucks. <laughs> I'm like, there you go.
1: That's
0: my mom. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think my mom, I'm, I mean, my mom probably
1: had to deal with us doing that. My mom was as very giving as she possibly could be. She's one of those people that give you $20 for you ask for it. Um, and she'd <laughs> right. always you know, make sure you're okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, here you go. Here's some money in your pocket every time.
1: Every time, it's like. Way. My, my stepdad would give us a little money for lunch, and then all of a sudden, you'd, you'd come back, and you'd open up your little wallet, and there's, like, a little note that says, I think you can get the supersize it. And there's, like, an extra $3 there. And it's like, come on. she's <laughs> She was always great about that kind of stuff. So, I, I mean, I can't I can't be mad about it, but I do like the oh, idea no. of, like. No one's mad. My, and it, well, like, it's just so funny with kids. It's like, <laughs> but that's my money. It's like, you
0: motherfucker. I bought a. <laughs> No, it's our money. First of all, you gotta get past the personal pronouns, man. Everything's ours. No, that's I gave up on my.
1: No, but that's what she's would say to me. What? Uh but my my daughter will say, but that but that was my money. What are you gonna do? We're gonna pay my money back. Um
0: it's like Well yeah, yeah, yeah. personal pronouns with teenagers, that's a whole different racket. Yeah. I don't even get involved in it. I really don't. Okay. This is what I'm gonna say. And I'm very kind of I'm a little off kilter by it, I gotta tell you, Jason, because Here's what's happening. There's a new show on Apple TV, some London series, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's about couples or something. So I feel like I'm going to watch that. But here's why I'm going to watch it. Because there is nothing else right now <laughs> for me to watch. Like, we've turned everyone on to The Queen's Gambit. Now I'm getting people like three weeks later, like, The Queen's Gambit's the best show on television. It's like, All right. Oh, right, I wish I was you right now. Because I don't know what that feeling is anymore. Right? Exactly.
1: So, you have already watched everything. You exactly.
0: know, yeah, I'm watching now, I'm watching like the deepest cut conspiracy documentaries like Finding Bigfoot. Like, or, or you know, yeah, aliens are real. Well, they are. But I mean, that's that's a whole other thing. But I did watch this crazy movie. I want to talk about it, The Phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Right? Have you, but here's the thing, okay? No, I haven't at all? I, I haven't seen it.
1: I don't know what it is, but I'm excited about it to hear about <laughs> it from you.
0: Well, listen, what it is, is it's not the Stephen Greer guy who does not right. acknowledge and all this. And what I realized about Stephen Greer is, you know, you taught me something, Jason, about when things are behind a paywall. Right. Like there's that alien channeling guy, Bashar. Right. And Bashar is you can't see any of his stuff. Right. And it's all behind a paywall. Is And Jason has taught me this. So when something is behind a paywall, you go, well, you know, if you're really here to help humanity, you know, you got to make a living. That's fine. But right. everything should not be behind a paywall. That's where they a problem. And with Stephen Greer, I feel like, even though he does amazing work, I, I do feel like he does a lot of the grunt work that no one wants to do. That being said, you know, it becomes more political. There's a lot of uh, uh, redness attached to his documentaries. And, you know, I don't dive into that pool in any right. way. So, you know, I automatically go, well, now it's a little tainted. You know, with these beliefs. And then I look at someone um, like uh, who made this phenomenon movie. And he, he, here's the thing, right? There's enough proof out there now that there's no bullshit. Aliens are absolutely, like, we're not alone. Okay? that's the, the Pentagon has officially said we're not alone.
1: That's, you know, how I wanna be is alone, though. I just wanna well, talk like five minutes alone. 10 minutes right. alone.
0: No wonder you love the Smiths. <laughs> Meat is murder. Meat for murder. Uh, listen, <laughs> Jason, man, I, I do love you. I, I, but this is the thing, right? So I'm just going to bring this simple point, and this is why I don't talk politics and why I will watch these movies. There's enough proof out there that we're not alone. That's, that's, that's a, I don't think that it's inarguable. Okay.
1: Proof
0: is in it, the hasty pudding. Um, I want to have hasty puddings. So, if we are, if, okay, let's just go with this, okay? There's no if if we're alone. So, we're not alone. Now, If it is true that the first thing, you know, the first contact was like 1937, you know, know, before Roswell, you know, Mm -hmm. it's coincidentally around the exact time the military-industrial complex started, which means that there is an alternate history that could have been played out if there was disclosure made. In other words, all this technology, this anti-gravity propulsion, there's no reason to use fossil fuels. So if there's a select group of... X amount of people who started the military-industrial complex based on reverse-engineering alien technology, then we have been in a wrong system for 70-plus years. That is that is way beyond politics. It's Boom. True. Boom. Right. If, if we were able to not live off fossil fuels, save the Earth, not be in the position and the predicament we're in now as human beings because of something that people kept secret... 70 something years ago to line their own pockets and build a super nation what? What? Go ahead, spit it out Nothing. No, no, no <laughs>
1: I think there's a big leap from thinking no, the aliens are real to there's a government conspiracy to protect I didn't them. say government
0: I didn't say government conspiracy There's no government conspiracy a Government can't do this This is 20, 30 people This is the military This is the, like 20, 30 people who are getting trillions of dollars a year That's it that's Everyone the, else is out to the wayside. Are you deep-stating me? I don't know what deep-state is. That's nonsense. I, I think, listen, <laughs> if you were around, right, in 1940, and someone called you up, like, I'm me, and you're you, and I go, Jason, listen, man, I, I, something just crashed out here, and there's some fucking, like, real tech here. Like, I know you know some tech heads. Let's. I, I stole a piece. We're not going to tell anybody. Nobody knows. We're going to reverse-engineer it, and we can make trillions of dollars a year keeping everybody hooked on, on fossil fuel Well, we.
1: You know that's the plot for Spider-Man Homecoming, right?
0: Well, okay. So let me tell you something. On your recommendation, I watched Spider-Man, the one where he goes to Europe. Yep. Is that the Homecoming
1: one? No, that's the Far From Home. That's the Mysterio one. But yeah, because I I, watched the the one with the the one with uh, Michael Keaton is the one where um, they use all the Avengers tech to make like sell uh, sell arms to the uh, bad guys.
0: So the not the Homecoming one, the one I saw. You know, based on you, I I loved it. It was great, right? I loved it. I'm going to go watch the other one. He's the best. He's He's fantastic. He's a wonderful actor. Yeah. And listen, there's some stuff that gets so cheesy, but then Sam Jackson comes in. Oh, yeah. And Colby, uh, you know.
1: Colby. Smolders.
0: Yeah. Oh, she is smoldering. Okay. On that note, we are done again. See, this is what happens every time. So until tomorrow, right? Until tomorrow. Are Are we done? We are done. Okay. Stay safe. Stay sane. Stay strong. Jason Smith. Cliff Dorfman, I love you, everybody. Have a good one. There it is. Our (laughs) outro. People love the world. It's time to quarantine.